Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So glad to spend this time with you this morning. And I have to apologize. I feel like I haven't done these near as often as I would like to lately. But I'll be honest, the rhythm of doing one every week uh, sort of becomes a little more difficult during the school year and during the fall when there's all sorts of things going on. But I'm going to try to be on here as often as I can. But really, what I want to do is come to you when I have a thought that I want to talk about. And right now, I've got something on my mind. And I don't know whether this is, um, I don't know whether this is like me trying to correct something that I see in the world or me confessing something that I see in my own heart or maybe both. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing it's probably mainly the latter, mainly me trying to correct something I see in my own heart. But what I want to talk about today for just a few minutes is the idea of misplaced passion. Uh, I know I shared this in a sermon the other day. My brother oh my gosh, this used to drive me so nuts. When I first started out preaching, I was, um, my brother was my boss, my brother Jeff, I have three brothers, my brother Jeff was my boss, and he used to so often say to me, I would come in his office, and I would just be so fired up about something, and something would just be so mine, I'd be, you know, uh, either overjoyed about it, or crying about it, or whatever, guys, and I wear my emotions on my sleeves, that's just the way I am. Jeff's much more steady than me. And he would always look at me or frequently look at me and he would say, little brother, and some of y'all know what I'm about to say. Some of you've heard me say this so many times. He would say, little brother, methinks your passion is misplaced. And it would drive me nuts. Because who are you to tell me that my passion is misplaced? I am passionate about what I am passionate about. And that, that's, that's who I am. But like, I don't know, maybe the older I get, I'm 47 now, or maybe the more time I spend with God or in the Word or whatever, I, it's just something is, I just think so often our passion is misplaced. That And in passion isn't bad. I think we were created, I think our God is a passionate God. I think we we're created in his, his image. I mean, there's, you know, there's times in the Bible when Jesus wept, and I think there's times when he was, when his soul was troubled, and I'm willing to bet there's times when he's laughed and just, you know, I think our God's passionate. He created a world with passion and beauty. And I mean, how can you not be passionate and create sunsets and sunrises and babies being born? Oh my gosh, there's so much to be passionate about, right? So I don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's having passion is wrong. But I think maybe there should be priority to our passion. And I just like, I've just lately, I think maybe I've lost focus on mine. And maybe you have on yours too. And, and so I was just thinking like, how can we test this? How can we like do just a a little test to see whether or not our passions are lined up where they should be. And so I'm, here's what I thought of, and this is dangerous and someone isn't going to like this and that's okay. I'm at a place in life where I'm okay with that. I'm going to say some phrases, okay? And some of you are just, you're going to laugh at the phrases I'm going to use because these are intentionally inflammatory. Okay? I, I, and by the way, I don't agree with every phrase I'm about to say. That's not what... I'm just doing a test. And here's the test, but I need you to participate with your whole heart. I'm going to make a statement, and I want you to sort of monitor your passion rate. Right? So monitor your, your heart. Monitor, when I make a statement, your desire to respond, your desire to correct me, your desire to maybe shout, oh, yes, that's right. I want you to measure your passionate engagement with each statement that I make. But you got to be honest. And this is just me and you. And, you know, we're, you're alone and I'm alone. I'm in a room alone and you're in someplace alone, I'm guessing. And so be honest in this. Let's really get a gauge 
of where our passion lies. And maybe you're not going to be passionate about any of these things, I'm going to say, and that's probably a problem too. But let's just let, let me just make a few statements, and I want you to honestly, in your heart, between you and God and you know me and you, pretend like me and you are just having a conversation for fun, like we're trying to grow, we're trying to learn. I don't agree with all these statements I'm making. Do you understand that? I'm just making some statements to see where our passion lies. So let's let's roll through it. Here's here we go. I'll I'll make it and then I'll pause and you'll sort of search your heart and mind in the pause to see where you are and where you would really be if someone just rando made this statement. Okay, because it is kind of cheating because you know I'm doing it. You know this is a test. You know we're testing each other. But where are you normally in your passion o meter when this this or these statements are made. So here we go. Let's just, I'll make a statement, then I'll pause. One more time. I don't agree with every statement I'm making. Just making the statements to judge our passion o meter. Let's go. Statement one Donald Trump lost the election. Pause. Next statement. That's going to be the rhythm. I'm not going to say pause and next statement every time. So Matt Getz is wrong. The election was rigged. Joe Biden is doing a great job. Everyone should be able to purchase any gun they want. Automatic rifles should be banned. The Arkansas Razorbacks should fire their coach. Kids' baseball should never be played on Sunday. There is only one gender. Anyone should be able to marry anyone they want. The governor of Arkansas bought a lectern that cost $19,000. Life begins at conception. Okay. So it's just a list of statements, okay? Just a list of statements. Some, I, some I did believe, yeah. Um, some, I'm just making statements. Just, if, if you're honest, if that wasn't me, if that was just, you know, you read that in a tweet, what's, what's your response? Because I think I've read every one of these in a tweet. Okay. Are you measuring? Are you honest? Are you being honest out there? Are you being honest with yourself? Maybe like, oh, this is stupid. If 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 you're if you're right now adamantly against this, then I think we're on, opening a door here. We're unlocking a problem. Now let me make a few more statements and let's let's see where we're at on these. Jesus is alive. Christ was crucified for me. Jesus is coming back again. I am committed to unity. I will love them as he has loved me. If you're honest, did anything in that second set of statements elicit the same emotion as the first set of statements? If Be honest, because it's just between you and God, right? So today's question is, what do you value the most? Where is your passion truly placed? 
like I said, I found myself on Twitter a lot lately and I'm, you know, just making justifying it. Oh, I just like to start out the morning like this when I should be, I know I should be doing something else, but I find myself getting really passionate about things going on in the political world or in the sports world or, or even in the church world, all these different pastors say all this stuff. But should this really be where my passions are placed? Should this be the things I'm spending the most time dwelling on? Should these be the things I'm talking about the most? Like, is it possible that my passion and your passion is just a little off kilter these days? Is it possible? Here's an, is it possible that some of our passions have become idols? Things we worship. Maybe you're passionate about one of the statements I made and you think, well, I, that I, you're like, Tommy, you're wrong for downplaying this. I should be passionate about this because it's not about that thing or whatever. It's about, that's about freedom. That's about like my rights. That's about self-preservation. That's about life. Okay, yes, all passionate things. And those are all good, right? Yes, I'm with you. But should those passions be elevated above the passion we have about Christ? Is it possible for even things that are good to become idols in our lives? Is it possible that our misplaced passion about good things somehow takes the place of that which should be the best thing, and that is our love for God and love for people? And maybe your response is, well, I can't not be passionate about, if, I, if I'm passionate about Christ, I have to be passionate about these things. And I, I hear you, I hear you, but I, I even believe that's sort of a cop-out. Because I think what we do is instead of really focusing our passion on Jesus, we just use Jesus to justify our passion. And listen, there's right and wrong in this world. And yes, yes, I'm with you. And, I, and I, think, I think right and wrong is pretty clear. But I'm willing to bet that some of you listening to this who love Jesus would disagree with me on some right and wrong things. And so you and I may not share every stance. But again, is our passion really focused where it should be? Is your passion today where it should be today? I don't know. Is mine? Is mine? Is my, is my passion today where it should be today? I've been thinking about that a lot. The other day I preached a sermon and uh, it was on, uh, I don't remember, it's, I'm in the Thessalonians series for those of you who go to Grace. And so it was in Thessalonians, but I think it was a few weeks ago. And I just got to this one verse and it was just about, it was about people being separated uh, from God forever. And I just, in the 1130, I just broke down. I couldn't even keep moving. Like I, just, I was crying and it, it was real. It was sincere. But like there was a, a moment in me where I was passionate about people being separated from God forever. Like I was deeply, I was wounded. I couldn't keep moving. And that to me is probably passion where it's supposed to be. Like there was a moment where I was holy of heart and mind. But those moments are not my every day. And so maybe, oh, well, I'm only human. I can't stay. Bull, that's not right. That's not, that's not righteous thinking. I want God to take me to a place where the majority of my time is spent passionate about the things that he is passionate about. And, and I think that happens when we truly focus our lives on Christ. Guys, I preach, every, I preach like 44 Sundays a year. I have some people who are like, man, you never preach when I'm at church. And I'm like, then you're not really at church that often. Because I only don't preach nine or ten times a year, but I preach a lot. And I know, I know because I know this, and so do you. There are certain things I could say, especially in the context of where I am, there are certain things I could say that would get a passionate response from the crowd, passionately with me or passionately against me. But Sunday after Sunday, we sing these worship songs, and they're like, you know, how great is our God, or, 
or, you know, Our God and Our King, just all these gorgeous songs. And then I come up and I proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and so many people sit stoic. But if those same people were at a Razorback game and we score, we'd be going crazy. Or if those same people were at a, a political rally, for they'd be going crazy. It's just, it, I mean, what? We're bored and, and like reserved. No shouts of agreement. No look of emotion so many times with so many people. It's not passionate people. It's not that they're passionless. It's not passionless people. No one is passionless. I don't believe that. Maybe somebody, but that's the anomaly. Most people have some passion. It's just too often that our passion is misplaced. And then I read Thessalonians. And I read Paul's words. And so often Paul, is, like there's a few people who I can read and they wreck me. Paul is definitely one. Francis Chan certainly one. They just wreck me. I can't like, and Paul I see some things he's passionate about. He's passionate about prayer. He's passionate about us praying for each other, praying for boldness, praying that our love would abound. He's, he's passionate about the day of the Lord. Uh, he believes that Christ is coming back again, and he talks about it a lot, and like he wants to, everyone else to be thinking about it, and he thinks that we should be ready, and not, he, he cares about this. He talks about this a lot. He's passionate about believers, that those inside the church, he, I mean, he cares about the sex lives of people who claim to follow Christ, of, of people who claim to be believers. He cares about the sexual purity of those inside the church. Inside, you hear that? Inside the church. He cares about Thanksgiving, not the holiday. He cares that we live daily lives of thankfulness and gratitude, that we're like, have this mindset of constant gratitude for the goodness of God. He cares about that. He's passionate about the way followers of Christ represent themselves in the workplace. He cares a lot about that, man. He cares that we're not lazy. He, 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 he seems to care deeply that when we go to work, we represent Christ in an amazing way and that everything we do, we do unto the glory of God. And these are the things he writes about all the time. And so I'm just wondering, and again, I, your passions, I've said this so many times, your passions are probably good, but are they prioritized correctly? My passions are probably good, but are they prioritized correctly? We should care about the things in this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. So the things in this world, and the fights in this world, these shouldn't be our primary things. Our, our passion is just misplaced. I had a, 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 I'm constantly like talking to someone from a friend or something about when they post on Facebook. And I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. Your passion was misplaced. That's not how we fight our battles. That's how they fight their battles. We're not like that. We're different. Again, we're not of this world. So today I would, I would just, I would like challenge you, and I'm challenging myself. Examine the things in my heart that I'm the most passionate about. You see a headline, how does it make you feel? And then ask yourself why. Hold on, why? 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 You read a tweet and, and you have to respond. Ask yourself why. You see something on Facebook or you see something on the news. There's plenty right now, right? Get the stuff with the, you know, uh, all the stuff going on on Capitol Hill and all the, you know, you got Ukraine, all oh, there's so many things. Like, how are these things making you feel and why? Maybe it's someone at work or someone where, you know, when every time they speak, it makes you mad. Like, okay, let's stop and examine what's going on in our own hearts. We are passionate people, but our passion was designed to be focused and purposeful. And is that where my passion is today? And if not, 
What do I need to do? Do I need to repent? Turn back towards God. Maybe take a break from social media. What, what, what can I do? Maybe just begin to focus on what is pure and pleasing and holy. Take all my thoughts captive for the glory of God. How's your passion today? Where's it placed? Who holds your passion in their hands? Is is it something or some group? Do they have the ability to manipulate you with words and things and, you know, get you excited or get you dejected or angry? Who's controlling your heart? Who's moving the strings? Where's your passion? Where should it be? Something to think about. Something to chew on. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Tommy at thegracechurch.net is my email. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. And uh, this has been off the cuff per use. Uh, I hope, uh, as always, I hope you understand the spirit of why I'm doing these things as I work out thoughts in my own heart. And hopefully you work out thoughts. We're challenging each other and that's okay. It's okay. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Jones out.